0: Hey, I'm Thomas Wheeler, and you're listening to the Monarchist Podcast.
1: I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Podcast. Old Dominion baseball won yesterday, and they're headed down to the conference tournament right now. Fortunately, we've got CB Wilkins, our first three-time guest on the line, and we're going to talk about this season and looking forward just a little bit here. Welcome to the show, CB.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. I had no idea I was the first three-time guest. That's, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for your
0: podcast. Uh, it's, it's a great thing, CB, so thank you for joining us. Obviously, we're going to start with recapping this season. Old Dominion Baseball finishes the season 32-22. and 22. 15 and 15 in conference, pretty awesome home record of 19 and 12, 99 home runs for the year. That is a hint. Hopefully we can get to 100 down at the conference tournament, but hopefully we can add some more home runs down in Montgomery. But I'd like to hear first, we knew this was kind of a rebuild year with 17 plus players brand new to the program. I'd like to hear what your thoughts on the season were. Did they meet expectations or how, how did you see the season?
2: Well, my first thought is I want you guys to um, make sure to tell me how I was right. Because last time I was on here, you guys were telling me how this was going to be, you know, they might not hit as many home runs. It was going to have to be more of a small ball, you know, maybe bunch a little more, steal some more bases. Um, and then we come out and one away from 100 homers for the third straight season. So And I, right. I told you, hey, we got the juice.
1: I can take this one, Mike. Yeah, CB, you, you were right. You talked about fall ball. You talked about talking with Coach Finwood and how these guys were hitting bombs at a more rapid rate than they had seen before and that we might not see a power outage that we were so worried about. And that absolutely played out. Now, I
2: might argue that maybe that's been an issue because a few of our guys maybe could have tried to hit less home runs and just put the ball in place. So that might've been a thing. So yeah, 32 and 22, 15 and 15 in conference. Um, I think, especially with how we started the year, we got to, you know, I think we all feel a little disappointed. Um, You know, at one point, 18 and two uh, at one point, 22 and five, I actually was pinpointing this uh, and I because before I was coming on here, I wanted to have some thoughts about it, but twenty-two and five through April first. We're down in Georgia's uh Southern, right? So we've won Friday and Saturday at Georgia Southern. The Sunday game we lose sixteen to nothing in seven innings, get just destroyed, right? Um to that point, again, we only lost five games. The combined run difference in those five games of losses was seventeen. So the 1-16-0 blowout was almost as much as all the other five losses combined. So I think if you were going to like look back, and I, again, I'm not in the clubhouse, I don't know anything, but just to statistically look at what was a turning point that kind of marked a downhill slide for the team, that was kind of it. Because from then on, you lose that game, including that game, they're 10-17 the second part of the year. Um, they've lost, they've won, that was actually their third conference win to start the season. But from then on, they lose six of the last seven conference series, um, and they have blowouts of thir- losses of 13 runs, lost by 12 runs, lost by 10 runs, lost by 19 runs to JMU. So they, they, it, just, it, it showed a, a different team, and you can see, you could feel the difference. It's pretty disappointing um, how that all worked out. I think they you know they're, they're a series loss. you know you lose a series of Southern miss. Oh, who cares? You know Southern miss is phenomenal. Lose a series to Coastal. Okay, who cares? They're also phenomenal. Um, They lost their games to ECU. Again, who cares? Really good team. Lose a game to UVA. Again, who cares? Great teams. They lost two games to Liberty, and Liberty's not good this year. You know? Um, They lost series to App State, Texas State, JMU, Georgia State. Like These are not teams that are definitely not better than Old Dominion in baseball. Um, so that's four series right there. Even if you just flip their record, there were four and eight in those, in those four series. You flip that eight and four, I mean, you're talking about a whole different feeling going into the tournament here. Your, your record is different. Um, you probably sit in third or fourth in the conference. So, you know, they, this is as talented a team as we've had. I mean, this team is every bit as talented as the one we had last year that should have gone to the NCAA tournament. It's every as talented as the one we had in 2021 that won the, um, won the conference USA tournament and went to the NCAAs and all and really probably should have won and gone to a, a regional, a super regional. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think there's any way to, yes, obviously love all the guys, proud of all the guys, but you know, the, the results have not been what you wanted.
1: Yeah. CB, you, you read my mind completely. And obviously, you know, Mike and I are uh, diehard old Dominion fans and absolute huge fans of Old dominion baseball but in early april as you were talking about something yeah something happened and that georgia southern loss that one kind of was the turning point and there were a number of games following that against very good opponents that we were right on the verge of winning absolutely but we weren't able we weren't able to to pull those out and they it felt like they kind of built as much momentum in the opposite direction as they had early in the season in the positive direction.
0: I'll note that the cracks started to show that Friday night in Charlotte Um, Mm. when we're facing a pitcher who had great velocity and great control. We got shut down this year, and that was the first sign of that complete blowout. I think it was 10-2. It was 10-2. That was in
2: the second loss of the season.
0: Right. But that kind of performance kind of showed you, all right, this is a, a team that, that they're facing a pitcher who is pitching really well. We're not going to do anything against them. And we saw that routinely throughout the rest of the year. It happened against Marshall, a team you don't expect to get kind of shut down against at home. And it happened again and again throughout the, this, the whole season. So, uh, I think that Charlotte game was kind of the first sign of things to come. But the bad stuff kind of steamrolled starting in April, as you said. Who knows how different this season goes if we have a healthy Cam Grimes and Jake Tyser for more of the season. But we didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an excellent point because losing
2: uh, Jake Tyser, you know, he, he his hand was hurt early in the year, even when he was playing. He was playing through that. And so you still had, even though he was in the lineup, you had a, a diminished Jake Tyser, and then he hasn't – I mean, he's, I think he's got three or four at-bats in the last uh, month, basically. And even then, you could see he – I think he's either struck – I don't know this for a fact. But I think he's either struck out or been hit by a pitch in every one of his pinch hits he's had, a, his pinch hitting appearances. He and had man, one pop-up. He had a pop-up. Okay, so there you go. I, yeah, um, and
0: that, but, one, that one was rough because he popped up. And he tried to run it out the first, and he made it like three steps before he collapsed. Mm, yeah. So and and he's
2: you can see his rhythm isn't there at the plate because he's just not seeing that live pitching. So it's I again I don't I don't know where he's at um, with availability for this upcoming week. Um, it would be amazing if he's able to to be out there and, and and make it happen. But I mean at the same time you can't put the kid in a position where he's going to hurt himself and ruin his whole. He's got a future, but, you know, with, if it's not here next year, I, I can't imagine a, team, a pro ball team doesn't want him to come and play for him uh, this, this summer and next summer.
0: All right. So before we move on to our superlatives, I, I have one more take. I mean, I mentioned my last question, but we had major turnover on the roster coming into this season. That's a usual sign of a rebuild, Ed. Right. We're um, going to have major turnover on the
2: roster going into next season also. this I think that just might be how mid-major college baseball works from now on, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's just sports in general, college sports now. But I think so.
2: Which is a shame because I think you see the teams that, you know, outside of like your, your freaks like Alabama and Georgia football, the, the teams that really succeed and overperform are the ones where they get to keep kind of a core and have some guys for three or four years. But again, how possible that is at a mid-major, who knows?
0: So we had a major roster turnover this year. It's hard to expect a team to continue winning 40 games a year. And you even mentioned how close we were to doing that had we flipped a couple of these last few series, that four and eight versus eight and four. If you do that, you're at 40, and you're at least in the discussion on the bubble um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you do, you flip that and you don't
2: lose the two to Liberty, you're right at 40 wins. And I think everybody thinks you're a, a, a regional team because the series losses you have would be to UVA, ECU, Coastal and um, Southern Miss.
1: All right, CB. So as Mike was talking, there's been lots of twists and turns throughout this season, a number of new faces, some of which have made some significantly awesome impacts. If you're going to choose the MVP for Old Dominion Baseball this year so far, obviously we still have at least one game to go. Who's that going to be and why?
2: I, I think you'd be kind of crazy not to pick uh, first baseman Hunter Fitzgerald. I mean, the guy, he just had the, the three-run homer, uh, the game Saturday, which Saturday doesn't feels like 100 years ago to me. That was only yesterday afternoon. Uh, but, yeah, so a Hunter with the three-run homer to tie the game up is huge. I mean, I've got his stats here in front of me. 320 average, 1,072 OPS, 12 doubles, 22 homers, 70 RBIs. I mean, that's outstanding numbers. 31 walks to 48 strikeouts is so not really striking out a ton. The guy is, he's a professional hitter. He can hit the ball to all fields. Going to need a lot of work on defense, but it, you, this he's going to be a pro by the end of the year. Again, I don't, the way that, the way pro ball drafts guys anymore, I don't, even, I don't know what they're doing, but he was drafted out of high school. His dad is a legendary high school coach, he's this guy, he's got the pedigree. So somebody's going to get, probably get a steal. Honestly, again, I couldn't tell you what round he's going to go in, but I guarantee you if they're not picking high enough. It's kind of like a, I don't know that he's as talented as Vinny Pascantino, and that's hard to put on anybody since Vinny, you know, rocketed up to the major leagues, but it's that kind of thing where when Vinny got picked in the 11th round, it's like, man, you got a steal.
1: Well, Vinny sure has made, uh, some folks look really, really smart yeah. there. And you know, you didn't mention Hunter being perfect. With his four for four stolen bases,
2: I you know I didn't I didn't <laughs> even notice that. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, you know he's
2: he, um he's got those long legs.
1: A couple of them were actually pretty pretty up, op- uh op- opportunistic. I know I didn't say that correctly, <laughs> but uh, they were impactful when they happened. Believe it or not.
2: No, he's he's oh. a, he's a really good ball player. He's a great kid. I I he's one of the, you know I, sometimes the hitters I don't get a chance to kind of always talk with them too much during the year because they're you know they're busy doing their thing, but. Uh, got a chance to spend a little time with him and uh, Jake Tyser a few weeks ago and they're just really really good guys which is nice
0: we were lucky enough to talk with both of them and enjoyed those conversations immensely all right so Hunter obvious MVP and I think this next question is going to have an obvious answer as well your pitcher of the year who is it I mean obviously I'm guessing it's Sam Armstrong.
2: Sam Armstrong. Yeah, obviously Sam Armstrong. I mean, he's been, um, he's been this year what we thought we were getting last year. I think would be the best way to put that. I mean, if he came in. Um, we thought we were getting a big, strong guy that was going to fill the strike zone, um, really just shut people down. And he came in last year. He was. I mean, I think he'd be the first one to tell you he was out of shape. Um, it affected how well he threw. I think he wasn't as mentally tough. And he, he worked his butt off. Over the summer and over the over the off season, and he came in. and I mean, the guy was nine and three, three four seven ERA, uh, one point two three WHIP. He's got um, eight point four strikeouts in inning, only two point two point five four walks or two point five four strikeouts per walk. That's a stat that I love. Um, so he's just been leading the team in innings, uh, leading us in strikeouts. You know, he's just been. He, you know, kid came in. He's got to be. 40, 50 pounds thinner than he was, um, but still a big, strong tree trunk of a guy and just mentally tough. And, you know, he's just been, if it wasn't for Sam, we really would, you talk about a disappointing season. Wow. If he didn't, if he hasn't been who he has been this year, whole different story for old main baseball.
0: I want to shout out John Holabets and Jacob Gomez yeah. right here, because they both also were consistently fantastic throughout the year and were fun to watch
2: you have to say Sam but it's so hard not to say halits or Gomez you talk about this the word I think of those guys is passion I mean you just see them I mean Gomez is he's he's one of my favorite players to watch he just comes out he's he's a bulldog he's out there uh, talking trash to the team which was a little bit of a problem in the nights um, he is uh he, he's one of those guys he single-handedly will bring us back into games which for a a pitcher doing that I think is so impressive. It's it's one thing that, you know, a hitter go out you hit a home run and really, you know, ice everybody up for a pitcher. I mean, you, you've seen it a couple times where he's gone out and his performance where he's come in, calmed down a mess or just shut down the other team in a wave and, and with that fire that just put them in a spot where, okay, now we can win a ball game. And so it's, uh, Jacob is, yeah, he, he gets like a, a special nod for just being like the the, the spark plug, the, uh, the the heart of the team, I guess. I don't know if we have a heart reward. I think I would give him to Jacob.
0: All right. So this question is going to be for the whole group, but we'll start with CB. Who is your surprise player of the year? The one that you did not expect to have the season they did, and uh they blew your socks off. uh You know, he came on
2: here at the end, and I, you know, you think you got to go with Kyle Edwards on this one. There are plenty of other good choices. Alex boucher is obviously I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't know he'd be this good, but. Uh, Kyle, for you know, he was not hit didn't hit that well last year. I think he was under 200 for the year. He wasn't hitting very well this year. He had he had some chances. He could have taken over second base. He probably could have taken over shortstop. Um, but then towards the end here, he's, he's got hot and get some at bats. I mean, here he goes. Finished up 345 with a thousand twenty eight ops, eight doubles, a triple, five homers, twelve stolen bases I mean, he's just fill up a stat sheet for a guy who has half as many play appearances as everybody else. And and the same thing. Like I would say about Jake, Guy just plays with a ton of passion. He plays with fun. I mean, this is the kid, you know, I've seen Kyle play since he was about 14 years old, all over, you know, different, um, between, you know, the uh, travel ball and playing high school ball. And this is the guy that I saw all all then. You know, I I expected him to struggle a little bit coming to college because he's a skinny kid. I thought he had to pick up some strength, but I didn't expect him to just not be able to hit. So this, seeing it now, like it's one of those, yes, it's surprising, but only based on what he was doing. It's not surprising to me because this is, this is the Kyle I expected, a guy that can really hit the ball and be a, a team leader. So it's been, been wonderful to see.
1: Well, the Batman was going to be mine, but yeah. can't be mine now. So if we're talking about surprise, I'm going to have to go with, with Holabets. He has just played so well. would have loved to have seen him more, perhaps in some different situations perhaps as one of our starters at times, maybe in the back half of the season, but he has been really, really fun to watch. And I'm very excited about next year and seeing what steps he can take with an offseason to prepare.
2: Yeah, I think if you put him in a rotation next year, you're talking about a guy who is a, he's already a, a guy, I think is a surefire draft pick, but you put him in the rotation, it's just like, okay, now how, what high around can you go in?
0: And my answer is the freshman shortstop, Alex Boucher. He comes in immediately and steals Kyle's job at shortstop. And he brings power as a freshman, hits 11 home runs, which is, puts him as one of the best freshman power hitters in OG history. And we saw his glove get better and his throws get better as the season went along. He did have some shaky defensive plays throughout the season, but it seemed to get better as the season grew. and. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him moving forward because I could see him at third base possibly, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think third and first base, you know, one of those options because he's he's a good athletic player. Third is definitely where he can play. It's just a matter of, you know, if Kenny is, is still here next year, then, you know, there's no reason not to have Kenny play third. third. Um, but, yeah, Alex, I mean, that's a, yeah, absolutely. Now I remember Finney telling me back in the fall, I said this kid's a problem for me. I said, well, that's a good problem. He's like, yeah, it is. It is a good problem.
1: So Mike, I was going to ask you in CB and you probably just answered it there. You know, we've talked about MVP. We've talked about pitcher. We've talked about surprise. I was going to ask you for a rookie of the year and you may have just answered that, but what's your thoughts?
0: I mean, that's, yes. I mean, he's the freshman of the year right there. I, I, I did like Bailey Matello out of the bullpen. He had some really good outings, but yeah, it's, it's Alex.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's Alex, but if we're going to, you know, give a, a secondary to that, I would go with Ben Moore right now. I mean, Ben Moore has really stepped on. He had a couple of kind of not great appearances early on, but I mean, the kid I mean, right now, he's got a 188 year array uh, in 28 innings. and so not a small amount, you know, he is, um, he's not walking guys. He's, he's really just getting guys out and um, he's been very, he's come in and been kind of, we needed somebody to come in and be a stabilizer out of the bullpen. He's been coming out pitching, you know, three innings or so each time. So, I mean, yeah, obviously Alex has has been the best freshman, but Ben Moore has really uh, come on strong.
0: And shout out Trent Buchanan as newcomer, one of the best newcomers this year. I I know he's a junior, but he also put together a pretty fantastic season. One more note on Ben Moore. He did have the team's lowest ERA and yeah, he's the obvious answer, but, There's guys on the team that when I watch them, I don't even realize they're freshmen unless I look at the roster. Because they just carry themselves a certain way. And Ben just didn't feel like a freshman to me this year. I don't know why. Mm -hmm.
2: Like 6'5". That doesn't hurt.
1: (laughs) Mike, it's a great point. We were at the game yesterday, as we are most often. And it was alumni day. And it's really fun to talk to those guys and they're out there all the time anyways, but yesterday specifically, I know one of the comments that, a a couple of the, the former players talked about was how good some of the freshman pitchers are. They just are very young and they've got to learn how to be a pitcher, how to be a college pitcher, but that, the uh, there's just a ton of talent there for the young guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've got that, that group of, um, of Dylan Brown and Bailey Matella and Ben Moore and Handon Birch. I mean that's that's four freshmen right there that all have that's a ton of talent right there. If you can if that group they can make some some growth over the summer. I mean I know at least three of them I know are gonna play summer ball in the Valley League. Um if they can make some growth there and make some growth in the fall, I mean you've got you got something going coming in next year. All right.
0: Conference tournament is this week. We get to play GMU who kind of stole our lunch money and uh, shoved in the locker in Harrisonburg a couple weeks
2: ago. Gave us a wedgie and a swirly at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a tough matchup. I'm, I'm interested to see what Coach Finwood does with the pitching decision. Does he throw Sam out there to give us a better shot at locking that one game up? Or does he go bullpen again?
2: I think the reason Sam didn't pitch as much on um Friday's game, like I think it took him out after what, three innings, was because they wanted to throw on Tuesday. Um that's my guess. Again, I, you know, obviously I didn't ask any, I don't know for a fact, but I would I would think at this point, if you've got one game to sell you know, continue your season, you'd be crazy not to throw Sam.
1: All right, C B if you throw Sam, things go well and the next game would be what? Thursday?
2: it would be Wednesday, I believe.
1: Wednesday. All yeah. right. So let's just write that script right now. The guys go out. They beat JMU. Who are you throwing on Wednesday?
2: I mean, so the best case scenario is Tuesday you have – they use just Sam and, and John Holovitz. That would be, I think, your best case. But then, I mean, the question about who you start the next game – you don't get to come up with that until you win the game Tuesday. So you throw whoever you got to throw. Um, if you got to throw Sam and Hollabets and Arms and, um, yeah, and uh, Gomez um, and whoever else you got to put out there. I mean, ideally, I would say you know, at that point, I would Bashara would be my go-to. He's been coming on strong lately. Um, he's been starting some games and pitching really well. So Bashera and Gomez would kind of be my options. But again, it's, you got to look at who's going to pitch um, to win you the game on Tuesday. So if I'm Finney, I'm not even thinking about Wednesday's game. I'm thinking I'm going to do everything I can and throw the best arm I can, whatever I need him to throw in Tuesday. Um, well, the great
1: thing is, is we're, we're not Finney. <laughs>
2: so, yes. I mean, that's
1: so the thing. We, yeah. we have a, a lot less pressure on us here. Yeah. Um, no I, know you, I know
2: I had to turn my uh, my little video off, but I, I literally had my hands on my head because I'm like anxious thinking about what I would have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, uh, I
1: might consider throwing bits in that second game.
2: I Not again, throwing them I, in the first. If you Hey, if you can get through the first game without, you know, hopefully we're up 10 runs and you're just putting whoever out there and that's, you can do that. But again, I'm, you got to get through that game Tuesday. Nothing else matters. it. That game, Wednesday's game, doesn't exist. It's not on your schedule right now. Like that game, has has no meaning right now because you got to win Tuesday. So yeah, and if I, that, you do that to, to me is.
0: I I will say it, it did seem like they got in a kind of a, a flow of always pitching Armstrong and Allabets together. I don't know if that was just in my head, but it seemed like the days that Sam pitched, Allabets was the guy out of the bullpen. Yeah, that
2: happened a lot where he Sam would Sam would throw like five five plus or six and then uh Halibut's would finish it off. It happened at least three or four times because again, if you can if I can throw two only two pitchers, but two really good pitchers and win a game, I'm gonna do that. I think again, if that would be the ideal. You know, if I, I can get Sam to get me through six and Halvets gonna be the last three and we win the game Tuesday, fantastic. And then maybe, you know, they're not available for a few days, but again, I don't have any more days unless I win this game Tuesday. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and if you manage to win that game, Coastal Carolina's waiting for you.
2: And they're good. They're but really my and my argument would be I think this team, this old Dominion baseball team, if they come out with the fire and the heart that they should have had all year and the grit, they've got the talent. There's there's their talent can stack up against anybody's talent. I think where they've lost sometimes this year is they we don't have the killers. We don't have the guys who you know, I always Ryan Moore from I mean now it's been two years, um, was a guy I always looked at and Jacob Gomez has this is and y'all saw just you, Jacob. Jacob's the kind of guy. Um, he when he is between those lines, he would kick your grandmother in the chest. He does not care. He is going to beat you. And we if I could clone him and make a pitching staff and a whole lineup full of him, you again, I don't think you'd have the most talented team. You wouldn't have the the best stuff but no one's going to out-compete you, you know? So I, if they can come out and and bring that fire and that heart and that grit, that lunch pail thing, I mean, a couple of years ago, that was the thing we had, we had lunch pail, you know, we were a working class team where the kids that, you know, the mom, we don't have the mommy bringing the Gatorade kids. We have the guys who were, you know, drinking water out of the spigot. Um, If we can be those guys, then they can win. They could win the whole thing. There's no reason they could, but you know, that, that comes down to, you know, how badly you want to win it. And are you willing to go and fight for it because of the talents there? It's yeah. not like, I don't, I don't look at yeah. coastal. I mean, coastal hit, hitters okay, but they're not nothing great. And same thing for Southern Miss. They're, they're, they're very good baseball teams. So don't get me wrong, but I'm not looking at them and thinking they're, you know, miles ahead and better than old dominion. I don't think that's, I don't think that's true.
0: So CB, you mentioned mentality and throughout the year we had these big blowouts that you mentioned earlier and they continually happened. Do you have any insight on the what kind of the past two years, the two years prior to this, we were never out of a game. You knew there was a chance like, hey, we're down seven runs. We can, we have enough power where we can come back at any moment and they're not going to give up. This year, it seemed like we let stuff kind of snowball on us and put our gloves down. I don't, I'm not sure if you agree, but. No, I you think talking? you're
2: absolutely right. I, and I don't feel like I have any kind of specific insight. I would, I think the argument just based on, you know, it's one of those, This this must be what's happening. I feel like the leadership of the team the last few years was pretty consistent and there were, veteran guys and there were guys who you know it was like this is how will dominion plays baseball and i don't know if the guys who were here this year if the voices were strong enough if they were you know really in a position to be heard and seen if they were you know or even if they were doing it if they were being heard and seen um that would be i it seems to me like you know you're right. I would totally agree. The last few years, is like, Hey, we get down. It's like, it doesn't matter. We're coming back. And this year it was more like we're down. Well, Oh, well we tried, um, which is not old domain baseball. And so it, to me, it, it feels like there's just, I, again, I don't know, you know, again, when you have that kind of turnover, it, it's very hard to keep that going. I mean, there was, there was a decent amount of turnover the previous couple of seasons. Um, I mean, especially coming into, you know, after the, after the COVID year, of 2020, 2021 team that won, there was a lot of difference. We had some change. There were guys were were brand new. Um, so it, it just comes down to somewhere in there, the, the leadership and just the willingness, again, the willingness to kick somebody's grandmother in the chest. I, I, it's a weird phrase, but I like it. Um, just doesn't seem to be there. And again, hey, there's no reason you can't show up and decide we're, we're going to have it but I don't know that's the kind of thing you can all of a sudden have. It's, it, it takes it takes a lot of buy-in. And I, I, again, I couldn't even begin to, to name names or point fingers. I don't know who or where it is. I just know that you can see kind of in the result and kind of in the, I mean, it, I, it's one of those things I always, you know, when, when we've been down, like in other years we've been down in the game, our dugout was still in, our dugout was still out. And, and this year, you know, another, it's happened previous year where we weren't as good where you know you get down with well, the dugouts just dead silent. and it's like that's where you, that's where i think you can if you want to see the difference in a team watch other teams you know you watch a, a team that has that good cohesiveness that has that heart even when they're down they're they're in it they're loud they're cheering and that's where you see the teams that don't it's quiet
0: yeah ecu was pretty pretty loud that
2: yeah
0: out of all the teams we saw at the bud this year they were the loudest well, you Southern know there's fans was up too.
2: There too. What's that? You know the ECU, their 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 fan base feeds into that. You go down and watch a game at ECU. It's like personally, I I can't stand it. I'm like I just like watching a ball game, but it's a it is a phenomenal college baseball atmosphere. You know the fans are really into it. They're loud. They're steering. They're saying things they probably shouldn't say to people, but they're there. And the players feed on it, and that that becomes part of their personality. So I mean, it, you know, it's it becomes a, it's it's a culture thing.
0: So what you're saying is, old Dominion fans need to be louder.
2: I mean, that's all. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know, we can't. Maybe you know, we love Rally Alley, but maybe we can't always hear from Rally Alley. Dugouts a long way from Rally Alley. There were some great uh, college kids that would sit right above the dugout uh, most games, and they were really loud with stuff. So I'll give them some props. I don't know their, their names or anything. All
0: right. So hopefully we do well this tournament, but we don't know what's going to happen. We know we don't win. We this week is our last week of baseball until 2024. So let's talk about departures. We know of the seniors. Any other word on guys that you expect to transfer? Um, I
2: don't know. I mean, I've heard some guys say, you know, I've heard some some maybes and things, but I, I haven't heard, you know, obviously they're still on the team, so I'm not – I have no idea. I, I wouldn't specifically ask that to anybody. Um, I would, you know – I, I know I've had because the things have not gone well, you get so many people that are become negative and you hear people talk just I mean random fans and alumni and things and they'd be like, Oh, you know, so and so is gonna be, we're not gonna be able to keep, you know, this player, not gonna be able to keep that player, but you know, some of the better players and you know, I maybe, but I don't see why everyone just up and leave. I mean, I think I, I think my argument to anybody who thinks, Well, I'm gonna I gotta leave here, that it's not, you know if it's one thing it's like, Hey, it's just the school's not for me, coaching for me, all that, it's just, it's just like, Oh, we lost a few games on the leave. Well or, you know, I'm too good for this. Well, I mean, you might want to take a look at what happened to Carter Trice and Robbie Petrosi. Like, I, I I love those guys, especially Robbie, uh, one of my favorite guys ever. Um, but, you know, Carter went to NC State. Um, he started out pretty hot, um, but then kind of cooled off. He, in uh, his year, had kind of a low batting average, not a ton of homers. Um he wasn't playing by the end. I, mean, he, he, I was looking at, I would look at the stats and he played like maybe pinch hit once or twice in a weekend. Um, and Robbie kind of had the same thing down in um, South Alabama where he was, I think he was sitting below 200 and he was getting about one at that a weekend before he uh, got hit and uh, uh, hit by a pitch, broke his forearm. Um, so there's a couple of guys that were looking for greener pastures and they weren't quite as green as it looked over on the other side of the fence. So I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure, again, we're going to go and, you know, we're going to be in the transfer portal getting guys. I saw we just picked up a kid from um, uh, Roanoke College uh, that played at Cape Henry. is going to come pitch here next year, uh, I believe, he's a senior. I'm not sure how many years of eligibility he has. Uh,
0: yeah, so, yeah, you know, again. He was there four years, so.
2: Yeah, I think he would have – because, yeah, the, the first year was a COVID year. Um, right. um, really, and, and again, I saw him playing at Cape Henry in high school. Big, huge pitcher, good – good ball player so hopefully you can come in and do some stuff for us but again so i'm i'm sure we'll be in the transfer portal trying to pick guys up too and i'm sure some guys will you know we i especially somebody we have some of these guys that were they're seniors because they've had four years but they still might have a year of eligibility you know you have different you know sometimes it's like hey well maybe i want to go to grad school somewhere else maybe i want to go play closer home you don't know you have no idea if those guys will choose to stay or not um so i that that would be hard to say i might be easier to talk about the you know some of the incoming freshmen that we and the uh, juco kids that we know are going to come here
1: yeah, before we move on to that and i think that's a great place to go um I think we've got a really solid core to build around i mean you're looking at young guys that are really making an impact right now i mean Kyle Edwards you talked about earlier cb on how Kyle's really come on late in the uh, late in the season you got Luke Waters, who clearly can make an impact. Which you're, wow, you're... we should
2: have, we really should have given him some credit for being a surprise. That, I, honestly, frankly, he probably should have been surprised. I mean, I, you know, Luke's a solid ball player, but who'd have thought he'd be an outfielder in pretty much your everyday leadoff outfielder? That that was a surprise. I, that I apologize to Luke and his entire family for not <laughs> uh, recognizing that.
1: It's a good thing there are no more home games because Dad would let you know, man. <laughs> um but uh yeah, yeah obviously alex logan duffy and we can just go down the list and there's a really solid core to build around but i think one interesting thing to talk about perhaps is as as you get ready to talk about transfer portal maybe or incoming guys is hunter and jake so those guys came in and how much of an impact they were able to make so how attractive Old Dominion is to potential guys coming in and looking to to transfer from another another school or JUCO or something like that because it's been plug and play with those guys until until uh, Jake got hurt. Those guys were like the Bash Brothers.
2: Yeah, I mean that's you know that's definitely a thing that you know any JUCO player, any guy you have transfer in, you really what the goal and the hope is that they'll be here one have one amazing year and be gone. I mean, it's like the Jared Young plan, you know, come in, you play the one year and then you're, you're all playing pro ball. And I think I, I would be shocked if that wasn't the case for both um, Hunter and Jake, uh, they, they came in and, you know, obviously Jake got hurt, but he's still, I mean, he still, his numbers are phenomenal you know, the time he did play he has got like a seven twenty slugging percentage. Uh, so, you know, the, yeah, it, it, to me, it is a very attractive place to come and you can, you can play well, You play in a good conference. And if you show up, and, and again, we'll, we'll have to see the results here in, a, in another couple of months, um, but I would I would very much guess that we're going to see um, Hunter Fitzgerald and Jake Tyser and Sam Armstrong's name come up in the draft. I don't know why scouts don't seem to uh, care about um, Kenny Lavari. I don't see them watching him. I don't see them talking about him. I don't understand. The guy is a phenomenal third baseman. I think if he was a pro, if I draft him as a pro, I think I would have him play shortstop or second. Um, but he's only getting better every year. He's a he's a leader. I I don't understand why he's not as appealing. He's gone to the Cape and had success. I I don't really get why scouts. So maybe maybe I'm maybe they are, and I'm just maybe it's a road games that I'm not seeing. Um, I would I would love again. I hate to, you hate to lose talented players, but I would love it for Kenny if he were able to get drafted.
0: Yeah, but it would be kind of cool to see him and Marco play together next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so if we're looking at the roster as it's currently constructed and where people will graduate or maybe get drafted, first base looks like a hole that will need to be filled. Which Um, might be
2: an Alex Boucher-sized hole.
0: Hey, I don't hate it. Is there anyone incoming right now that's slated to be a first baseman?
2: There is nobody that I'm aware of. I actually I pulled I made up a little my list here and plugged in some of our incoming guys. And as far as I know, um unless Nick Mueller from Paris Junior College happens to play first base, I don't believe any well Marco uh Lavari's been playing first base this year because he's been pitching. But I I believe he's gonna come to ultimately and pitch. I'm not I'm not positive of that. Again, I, I have no idea. I it seems to me like he he has more talent on the mound
0: and the other thing what are we going to do with kyle edwards he looked great in center field i'll say that
2: he's he's also a
0: fantastic second baseman and shortstop
2: yeah he he is i mean again that's so you know like like right there if i said alex boucher is uh is a a, they got first base you know hole over there and alex fits there kyle fits right back in at shortstop so the you know always good problems to have having good ball players and where you put them all I mean that's I I guarantee you again like like uh, Finney said you know Boucher's a problem for them as so it's a great problem to have but having too many good ball players is is definitely a thing um you know it so finding a place to fit everybody it, if they, if they're all amazing then you can, it all well works out it's much harder when they all suck <laughs> you know well who do, who do I possibly shove out there today.
0: So, middle infielders, are there any incoming freshmen in that position?
2: So, the answer to that is no matter what year you're talking about Old Dominion, the answer is yes. There's always um, about three or four shortstops coming in, uh, no matter what year it is. Um, I know Jack Hayes, a kid from um, Stonebridge up in Northern Virginia, he's a a utility guy. He's a good athlete. I don't know that he's necessarily going to play shortstop too much for Old Dominion, but you can very easily see him at second and third and and playing some outfield. Um, Rowan Massey, um, whose dad people might remember was playing for the Yankees. Uh, he's a shortstop from Connecticut. And then you got Carter Sunderman, another shortstop from Ohio. Um, so just those. And, and again, Marco Lavari, uh, he plays shortstop. I mean, he's been playing first base just because he pitches so much. But again, I, I really don't know which way they're going to swing him at Old Uh So if he, that's another possible middle infielder.
0: I mean, it would be pretty cool to see Lavari. Left-hand side of the infield. It'd be pretty fun. I, and I, yeah. yeah,
2: I. It would. It would be. I, I guarantee you, it would be, it'd be a lot of fun to see both of them at the same field because I think they, the year that they were going to get to play together, uh, was 2020, and they didn't get to. I think they maybe maybe got like one game in, so they didn't get to to play in high school together like they would have. So I know they would probably both love to be able to do it. it.
1: Really mess with the announcers too.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. All right, and obviously there was a issue this year was starting pitching. Hopefully, we'll have Sam back. Hopefully, Blake Morgan is recovered I don't, from his injury. I don't
2: believe. I mean, I hope we don't have Sam back. I think Sam is he's he's done enough to be picked as a pro. I don't I don't know why you wish that on him. He, no, uh, no, no, no,
1: no. Unless he unless he doesn't go as high as where we think that he could go, and he decides that coming back is in his best interest. I mean, obviously we want. What's best for Sam, and if he gets taken in a position where it makes sense for him, then absolutely he should go. But if it's, you know, if it's not, and we'd love to see him back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be shocked if, if Sam Armstrong is going to me next year. Um, but yeah, and then you know, uh, with Blake, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I heard, I think it said he tore his ACL. To me, that sounds like a year. So I don't know if he's going to be able to pitch at all next year. I guess we're going to have to see on that one. Um, I I would expect you probably can't count on Blake to be available to you next in 2024. So but again, who knows?
0: That guarantees we will basically have a brand new starting rotation in 2024. What do we got coming in? And who I mean, on the well, roster do you expect to slide into those spots?
2: I mean, yes. I mean, you know, we like we've already talked about, I, I would love to see Halibut in the rotation next year. I'd love to see Diego Gomez in a rotation. I'd love to see Vincent Becerra do a the rotation. And then you, you still have um, Ben Moore and Dylan Brown as options. Uh, you know, even Bailey Metelli, you know, He was a starter all in high school. I don't see – you know, so that, that's a lot of guys right there already on your roster that are some great options. Um, we got a kid, Kyle Finn. Who is coming from Niagara Community College? I saw they're going to the um, Division Three JUCO World Series this week, um, along with our, our local school, Camp Community College. They got they're going too. Those those are my buddies. I'm not wishing them a ton of luck in uh, in Greenville. Um, so and Kyle uh, Finns had a pretty good year out there. So he you know on a winning team. So that's a guy you can has an option. You know um, and Cool um, is Cool is probably more of a lever. And then we got a couple of freshmen. Um, and I have no idea if I'm saying either one of the names right, but we're gonna go with it. Um Nick Sulpizio, um, who is at uh, Pro Five Baseball Academy, originally from New Jersey, and then Hudson Trobaugh, um, from Clear Spring, Mer- Clear Spring, Maryland. Why did I mess up Clear Spring? Uh Clear Spring, Maryland. Uh, they're both, you know, again, you got some some talented those are big guys, about about six four, six five. Uh we're gonna have we're gonna have a pitching staff full of trees. I know that. Um so those guys, you know, hopefully can come in and, and compete. So and who knows what I mean at this time. If you asked me this time last year, I had no idea who John Holodunce was. So, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there that we go and grab that is going to show up and be successful in a way you've
0: never expected. Uh, didn't we just offer an outfielder from Paul camp community college?
2: Oh, did we? I do not heard about that. I hope, that's, um, I hope it's JoJo. They got they got a kid JoJo um, Eichlenberger, who's uh, got like seventeen home runs for him. It's a phenomenal outfit. I had not heard about that.
0: Yeah, our friend Gary is good friends with the the head coach there, Um okay. I think he said we offered him, but or maybe they were just looking at him. Mm-hmm. They,
2: I mean, they have some very very good ball But, Again, they they they've had a very good season. They've had some. they got some good ball. They got a kid uh, Ben Williams their center fielders too. So, um, I w- it would not hurt my feelings at all to see some of those guys from camp come over and told me, or from Brian Stratton, our local Juco has really been, um, you know, they both started around like 2017, 2018, and they both really have, have stepped their game up year after year. It's been very fun to watch, especially this year at camp with all the success they've had.
0: I'm trying to look, uh, at their roster real quick to see if I could figure out who it was. Yeah, I mean, the names would make
2: sense to me. We've been Williams and Jojo Eichelberger.
0: I remember he has a oh. lot of power to swing.
2: Yeah, that's probably JoJo then.
0: And he's like five ten. He's like kind of short. Yeah,
2: kind of stocky guy. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Yeah.
0: yeah. God, God like I would love to numbers. be that short. <laughs> 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 well, you just don't often expect a guy that size to be a power hitter. Um, I mean, I'd,
2: he'd be he'd be a solid he'd be a solid addition. That'd be a guy you throw him in uh, right field maybe. And uh, he, he's – that's a good ball player. Yeah, they've I got
1: think. him listed at five nine two oh five.
2: 205.
0: So yeah, that's probably accurate. He's, yeah, he's – want – Ricky might see that guy and say, like, can you run the ball? That's, a, that's <laughs> a good running back size. Yeah. Oh, he's
2: he, – I, I I guarantee – I bet we talked to him. I guarantee he plays football down in Georgia. He looks like a running
0: back. He's got that big, thick neck. Yeah. Good kid, too. But, yeah, I guess we were looking at him. I'm not sure if we offered or not, but – I remember looking into him and seeing, like, yeah, that kid's got a violent swing. Yeah. Good ball
2: player. And now I'll have to ask, uh, ask my buddies over camp what's going on with that to see what's up.
1: All right. Aaron. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. He's got a huddle, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. No, I'm sure he's a tough kid, man. It's always uh, probably bring a different mentality to the ball field.
2: Yeah. He's a good boy. I enjoyed watching. I got to see. I can see a ton of their games, but a handful, and he was he's always playing well when I was there. Well you guys know we have um uh Jake McGomez's brother coming also. We're gonna have two sets of brothers next year.
0: Yeah, uh, we covered it in a prior episode where it's clear that Finney loves the recruiting brothers.
2: He does he, he said he going back to I mean, Western Kentucky and, and BMI always he's always had brothers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when you have somebody on the squad. Yeah, obviously you're not gonna offer the brother of a player that you Really aren't enamored with,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you know if you've got if you have a player that works hard and is a good fit for the team, you probably have a certain level of comfort to make that offer to the you know to the sibling. Just be my guess. Okay, so at this point, I mean, I think the the future is obviously very bright for Old Dominion baseball. This is the third year in a row. I, I I feel very confident that on Tuesday at least one of the fellows is going to hit a home run to get us to 100, which would be the I third season Fitzgerald.
2: in a row. I'm, I'm going to call it Hunter Fitzgerald doing it.
1: Okay, well, if that happens, our tweet will be 100 Fitzgerald. Yes, love it. Because he will be the guy
2: that will do that. Did you know? This is – did you know? Now three seasons with 100 home runs. We're And this was Bruce Butler, our our wonderful uh, team photographer, uh, the official photographer. Unlike me, I'm the unofficial. Bruce is the official. Um, He brought to my attention, I don't know if he was going to do the stat or not, but we would be the first team um, in this era of the new bats to do that three times. We were the first team to do it twice Get get 100. We'd be the first one to do it three times. Out of all these giant, huge schools, Old Navy University, the little Norfolk, Virginia.
1: Pretty awesome. Well, to go along with that, so obviously, I think a lot of the folks that are listening to this probably know the story, but Mike, it might be worth us uh, kind of telling telling the whole thing. As you know, CB, a couple years ago, Old Dominion led the nation in home runs with 105 home runs. Unfortunately, we weren't able to host a regional. The fellas had to go on the road as a number one seed to South Carolina, beat South Carolina, beat Jacksonville, ultimately fell to UVA, and at that time... Mike and I chatted and was kind of like, man, how can we show appreciation for this team? We've had a lot of fun watching these guys. And the idea just popped into our heads to say, man, if everybody gave a dollar for every home run that was hit, we could raise a little bit of money for this team that give coach the opportunity to deploy those dollars wherever he needed within the program. We wanted every penny to go to the baseball team. So we just put a tweet out. And it just started organically. And within a few weeks, we raised about $9,000. I don't, Mike, uh, I mean, you can tell me if you disagree, but I don't think we ever envisioned that something like that would happen.
0: No, we, we just wanted to show the team some love and it's kind of grown into this beautiful thing that we're really proud of and we're hoping we can, we talked about this, this episode, yeah, with the amazing start they had. There was a kind of a disappointing finish, but this team still was fun to watch. And, and this is our way of saying thank you and keep doing what you're doing and keep building this program because what we've been able to watch the last few years has been special. Two 40-win seasons, three straight years probably of over 100 home runs. Let's keep building this thing and give them back to Old Dominion baseball.
2: I love yeah. that perspective you just shared right there, because that's the thing it's just it is very easy to get lost in and say, Oh, well, you know, the season that hadn't turned out how we wanted, but it, it, you take that step back of being in the moment and you realize like this is continuing a streak of what's been very special. And, and again, obviously so many things happened in 2020 that were much bigger than a baseball season. But if you remember the 2020 team started out on fire and that was going to be a very special team. So I mean, you could really go back and say, hey, we got four years of having a very special baseball team, including this one. So, wonderful perspective. Thank you for bringing that up.
1: Yeah, so last year was the second year, and we did it. And um, we were very fortunate. I think all the momentum we got in the first year, and all of Monarch Nation, people who came along with us, our fellow monarchists, and folks that are coming to the game, stepped up, and every – probably just about everyone that was with us in the first season came along in the second season. And then we added some. And last year Monarch nation gave almost $15,000. So over the first two years, almost $25,000 have gone directly to the baseball program. So we're asking Monarch nation come with us. We're right there at a hundred home runs. I'm not that smart of a guy, but I can do Aaron math. And a hundred people at a $1 dollar for a hundred home runs is about ten thousand dollars. All right. So I'm asking, I know Mike is asking, if you've been with us the last two seasons, please stay with us, come along for the ride. We'd love to do what we did last year, but let's keep building, let's keep showing appreciation, let's keep giving Coach Finwood the tools. To really be able to continue to build this program into what it can be. Obviously we're going to have a, a, a new stadium in the next couple of years, but this is our small way. Anybody can do this. If you can't give a dollar per home run, if you can only do $5, it doesn't matter. Every little bit helps within the next week or two. You'll see it coming out on social media where we'll really start talking it up and sharing, but, Our goal is to be able to continue to show the love and to raise money for Old Dominion Baseball. Mike, you got anything?
0: Those first two years, we had a great story to tell of why we need to do this. Obviously, year one, they couldn't host. Year two, they got bounced off the bubble when they shouldn't have. Year three, what is the story for Dollars for Diggers? It's continued excellence hitting the baseball three straight years of absolutely murdering the baseball throughout the season. I don't think people realize how rare, I mean, you said it, CB, we're, we're going to be the first team in this era of baseball to hit over hundred home runs in three straight years. That's special. And I want to see that continue. The Bud Bomber thing is fun. And they can't do it without our support. So please join us and show our love an appreciation to these guys and coach finwood and his staff and join us whether you can give one dollar or a thousand we appreciate it all and please join us
1: awesome a uh a couple things cb make sure you let people know where they can find you and i do want to throw a little plug in i'm not sure if you still have any of your baseball cards left but if you do let people know where, how they can get those and where they can find you on social media and anything else you want to put out.
2: Well, I do not have any more of the, uh, the baseball cards for old me left this year, which is, is good. I didn't, uh, I wanted to have none left. Um, but you can absolutely, you know what, if you, uh, play sports or your, your child plays sports and you would like some amazing pictures, you can always hire me. Um, easy to find me on Facebook or Instagram at CB sports photography, um, you can absolutely hire me, and we can even—if you wanted to create some some baseball cards or, or sport cards, whatever sport you play, then that'd be baseball. I, I trust me, I'm a very good photographer. You know, I can come out and take pictures of any sport you got. Um, so you know, find me on there, and uh, if you just want to follow me and see some awesome pictures. That's cool too. I try to take some good shots and then pick out the best ones. And also, of course, my, my Twitter for uh, just mostly just following uh, Old Dominion is uh, cb cb. Tw- Was a CB Welk tweets ODU. I don't remember my own Twitter.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today to talk in baseball, CB. We really appreciate it. And I appreciate you
2: guys having being able to sit here and just talk about something I am so passionate about. I mean, I again, I've I've been following ODU baseball for a long, long time, and there have been times in my life where it's probably the only good thing I had going on was being able to go out the ballpark and hang out with. Being able to to talk about them and how how much fun I have out there and how special they are is, is a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys.
0: And since we have so much uh, uncertainty with this roster, we're we're going to have – once this roster sewn up for next year, you, you got to come back on and talk to us about what we can expect.
2: You guys better watch out, or we'll be talking about ODU baseball every week with me for the foreseeable future. We can just – hey, I'll, I'll be it's, bugging you.
1: It's one of the more popular things with our listeners, so – uh Be careful about your availability. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again, CB, so much, man. We appreciate you, and uh, we look forward to seeing you sometime real soon.
2: I appreciate you guys. All right. go Go Monarchs. Monarchs. Go Monarchs.